All right, we have a treat on the podcast today. First off, I hope you're doing so well. 2022 is just flying by. Maybe because maybe the older I get, (laughs) I feel like time just flies by way quicker. Today is going to be really awesome because I'm about to introduce this conversation I have with a friend of mine, Christopher, him and his wife on Antigen 11 in Wisconsin. We'll get to that in just a second. But this was recorded live at the big event, which is put on by Lonza, which was phenomenal. It's in Las Vegas. And I took my recording gear because I was like, you never know who you're going to meet. Well, met Christopher uh, a couple of years ago through Zoom. He heard me on the podcast and he was there in person. I got to meet him in person and I was like, hey man, let's jump in. Let's do a podcast. So here is my conversation with Chris. You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. My name is Evan Silver, and here we focus on leadership, culture, and building a team. This podcast was created to serve you so you can serve others. We are in Vegas at the Lonza Big Event, and I've got a friend, a new friend on uh, the podcast today. Um, Chris, welcome. Thanks, Evan. You know, the thing that I want to jump in with right away is the the day and time that we're living in and how a friend of ours had connected both of us and able to, you know, build a little bit of an understanding uh, through digital. Now we're both here with Rough Voices and in a beautiful room looking over Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Our voices are shot because I've never spent I've spent like a day in Vegas, but we've been here for, it seems like a week. Uh And I'm literally like, when we first got here, I was like, oh my gosh, we got to come back. This is awesome. I feel like I'm just like overstimulated, like the LEDs, the bright lights. I'm like, get me out of here. (laughs) I need to go back home. 100%. And just sit alone in a room. I've been, I've been here a number of times. And the thing I always tell people is you can spend three days in Vegas. The, the first day feels like five. The second day, you are hopefully not regretting anything from the first day. And on that third day, you're ready to go back. That that is completely true. So everything in Vegas is loud. You can't go out to eat. You can't have a drink (laughs) without yelling. So my voice is hoarse and I'm teaching a class tomorrow. So I'm going to try to hopefully where we're eating tonight, it's not going to be really loud. So you have a beautiful salon, Antigen 11. Give us a little history on you. You're behind the chair. You're a salon owner. You you have a, a lot of different hats. Tell us a little, a quick snapshot snapshot of you. Cool. Thank you. Um. So I got started in the beauty industry by accident. I had been working in retail and uh, had been approached by a mentor, and he wanted to start a product distribution company. And at the time, I had been graduating uh, college at the same year. And I just thought about it. I was like, you know, I would love to understand more about that model. And the way that I got into hair then, we had, I was basically just a sales rep, you know, running around from salon to salon. And uh, we had a number of hot tools. And one of them specifically was uh, one of the first vibrating flat irons that had come to the U.S. market. And the design of it, it could curl hair. And I was in a class saying that it could do that. And conveniently, there was someone, um, a lovely lady that I could tell by the look on her face that she was going to be my challenge-er that day. And she had said, you know, young man, I don't, it's not that I don't believe that this can do it. I just don't believe that you can. Oh. And I, 
I loved it because I knew in the moment it was like a sink or swim, right? And I think that the pivot that I chose to make that day was, hey, I'm going to try and do this. And I had no idea. I ended up with like a pretty serious burn on my hand. My car was a manual and I had to drive home shifting my car with my left hand, just making a fool out of myself. And I was so angry that I couldn't do it. Went to school because of that. That was the thing. I was like, if I'm going to be in this industry, I need to understand it. And uh, went to school. I was horrible. Um, graduated barely and got into the actual salon world as a professional. And uh, fast forward to that whole process. I'd met my wife at the same time. She's probably the reason that I made it through and I was able to actually build a business in the beginning. Um, and, you know, now when we fast forward to today, Anagen, we started it in 2013, right around when you guys had started your salon. And we have a beautiful team of people. And I, I think that I have one of the best jobs in the world. Yes. It, it is a, for me, it's a very interesting job because you grew up in the hair world. I didn't. I got thrown in here with my wife. And working with my wife, honestly, when we first started or the idea of me coming on full time, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to work together. Like, you know, like we're completely opposite. And it was so, it's so beautiful. I love working with my wife. What's it like working with your wife? So for me, the, the biggest thing that I would say is it's the biggest blessing. I get to spend so much time and, and also be so collaborative with someone. I think that one of the beauties within, you know, having a small business is small businesses is very demanding. And I think it requires you to be very in the moment. And that's one of the things for Jess and I that, that we've really, really worked on is like, when we're at work, let's be at work. Now, work will always come home but be very, very clear about the boundary of when it comes home. And I think that that's been one of the things, you know, through these many, many years, you know, figuring out how to work together and, and each other's strengths and weaknesses, it's figuring out how to communicate when you also have to just take a pause, mm. right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the interesting thing is what you said about that question, because that is the thing that I would hear most often. If I was, I couldn't even imagine working with my significant other. I think we literally would kill each other. And it's always a funny, it's always a funny statement to me because it tells me like, man, it sounds like there's some really fun communication opportunities yeah. in that situation. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's, it's so beautiful. I think the experience overall, when I think about the ability to be able to design a career, right. And what are the things that you want to get out of it? That was one for me, get, having that opportunity to spend so much time together. At the end of the game, I knew that it wouldn't be a regret, right? Mm -hmm. The relationship and the experiences that we were going to be able to have and show up for each other, right? And they just, we are able to do that every day. And it's just a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Now, you and your wife, I'm going to go out on a limb. You guys are wired differently? Very much. So what's it look like in the salon? Do you guys have your own lane? Or is it like, oh, if mom says no, we'll go. We'll go ask that. <laughs> yeah. No. So, you know, the, the thing I think for us is it's always a conversation. Um, I think that in, in leadership, in the early parts of leadership, I think for us, there was this idea that there was like front facing and then a behind the scenes type situation. Right. And what we had think had done really well was just figured out how to, in those challenging situations, if we do have a difference in opinion, figure out how to talk that through. And honestly, usually the majority of the time, if we're talking through something, there's someone else that it impacts. 
And we found again, like if you have the transparency and you build a safe, a safe enough culture to be like, Hey, let's have a conversation about differing viewpoints here and figure out what's the best thing for the business. And then also what's the best thing for the team and us moving forward with antigen. When you're able to have that communication system to be able to work through those things, it's just so beautiful. You, you said a safe culture. Yep. How do you create a safe culture? How did you create your safe culture? <sighs> That's such an interesting question. And it's such a great question because I don't think there's ever one answer for it. I think that it depends on who you are as a leader. You know, how, how self-aware are you? How much do you care? You know, having a culture, I think actually starts with caring. The, the, the pieces to when you wake up in the morning, you can choose how you're going to navigate all these challenges. And when you have a culture that people are aware that like, hey, if there's a problem, we're going to figure it out together. Now there's less of a fear right? There's so many things within our business that you cannot control. I mean, hair and beauty are things that, I mean, if, if we had complete control over them, we'd be in a way different space, right, right? right? And I think that the that bit for the culture, though, is really making sure that mistakes are looked at through the lens of it's a learning opportunity because there's so many people, I think, in their life, if they don't understand that, that can be something that you'll never get the full version of themselves. So once they're aware that you're going to be able to have a conversation in a calm way, in a challenging situation and make it about the learning, right? And don't belittle a person because they made a mistake. You know, they didn't wake up wanting to do bad things that day. I genuinely believe <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's something that I think takes a lot of work. Man, that's so funny because that we speak the same language. Like when we have people or even myself that if you're aware of the situation, then we can start making steps. 100%. But it's when you have to have a tough conversation with someone and they're not aware of it. Oh, then it's like, oh crap. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So when they are like, yes, I did not communicate or I didn't do a consultation form or yes, I missed this. It's like, oh, we're not mad. We're not upset. But now that they're aware and now it's like, okay, where's, like you said, the opportunity to grow in this. I think that is, is really, really awesome. So tell us a little bit about your, your culture at Anagen 11, because first off your video work, if you haven't, what's your, uh, what's the social media, what's your handle, uh, the salon handle on Instagram? It's at Anagen underscore 11. And thank you for the compliment. Guys, it is phenomenal. The video work you do. Now, how'd you get in the video? We were in a salon model that we weren't able and allowed to do the creative work that we wanted to do. And at the time, I mean, this, this was right when Gary V was first coming out and letting people know the power of social media. And at the time for us, it was like, okay, digital content is going to be important. And we had done enough creative work on the side, like almost in like a, like it would be called like moonlighting, if you will. That's the way that our old salon would have looked at it, right? What we were actually doing was taking more time outside of our normal schedule to be creative, to build our behind the chair business, but that couldn't be seen per the model of KRS or, right. you know, whatever they were looking to do. And, you know, Jess and I, we looked at it and we said, if, if she focused on makeup and I focused on grabbing a camera and we both understood how to do hair, we'd really be able to do some cool projects. So that's honestly like Antigen began by us doing creative work because we wanted to have that be a more part of what our behind the chair life was about, right? And the 
the thing that was so beautiful for me with, with jumping in with the camera was at the time creative live had just jumped out. Um, and chase is an incredible entrepreneur with, uh, the way that he set up and understood that you maybe didn't have to go to college to learn some of this stuff. And I had jumped in and just took a number of courses through a summer. Like I remember, I don't, I remember honestly going to the salon, coming home, jumping on a creative live class, doing that into the evening, just so I could learn camera. I could learn editing. I could learn uh, workflow, right? And do it, do so in a professional way. And that, those steps in the beginning made our company more than just a salon beauty brand. I would genuinely look at the collection of work that we've put out through the years. We're also a media company, right? And we understood the part of the, the piece of marketing I think that so many people don't understand is that a lot of people just don't even do it. So as, as a salon company, you just have to try, right? And if the more you put out good work, or you, I shouldn't say good work, the more that you put out work, the better of chance you have to make it good because you've learned from your mistakes. You know, I, I laugh so much when I look back through my digital style and I watch like, oh yeah, that was when I bought a light. And then I use that light too much, right? And that was when I upgraded my setup. And that's when I went into video, right? And for us, you know, the beautiful thing was with hair, everything is always changing. So we always had something to either shoot or talk about. And the need for that was so simple for us, because as you know, today, the more things you can do as an entrepreneur and understand within your business, the more valuable you are. And you're so right, because social media, it's free. It's free. And you think about 20 years ago trying to do this. I mean, you would have to spend a lot of money to get your content out there. I guess you would get like a commercial or something, you know? 100%. And now people, everybody, there's not there's not one person that's like, oh, yeah, I just left my phone at home. They all have it. 100%. And I, I think it's an awesome idea. Let's talk about your team. Okay. So when you, let's go all the way back to when you started Anagen 11 with your wife. Yep. What was... Like what you're doing now, is that what you dreamed of or did it just, what was your thoughts going into Anagen 11? What was the culture you wanted to create? What did you see the business like in the team? Yeah. So it's ironic, you know, we're at a Lanza event and one of the things I think that I'm taking away from their core values are they really want to celebrate togetherness and you can tell that's important to them. And that was one of the things for my wife and I, we, we love people. I think, I think to be in this business, that's one of the main and, and if you if you believe and want a culture of servant leadership, you really have to believe in people. But when I look at, you know, what it was in the beginning and what I was signing up for, I had no idea what this thing was going to turn into, right? And I, I honestly laugh. If I go into our building by myself and there's no one there, I literally will, will sing sometimes even to the building and say, good morning, building. Thank you for all the lessons that you've taught me and all the lessons you're going to continue to teach me. Love that. What we've done within those walls and some of the growth that we've had the opportunity to see and experience with people. I can't honestly tell you as a, as a leader, if you, like I said, if you really love people and you believe in servant leadership, there's no higher result and outcome than when you get to watch someone show up to a new situation that they would have really challenged. They would have been challenged by in the past or a past version themselves. And you watch that growth and you watch that person be able to go through a situation and then look at themselves in the mirror in the end of them. I'm like, wow, I've transcended into a new human, right? And we get to see that so often. Anagen, you know, when we picked the name, it was funny because honestly, at the end of the day, I went off of like, 
literal like alphabetized, right? And what was going to come up in search query. Because at the time, Google was pretty like new in the space of like, if you had an A, you would you would populate if you yeah. weren't spending money there, right? So we literally like, okay, it's got to be A and it's got to be one. And then the more that we worked and we're like, okay, antigen actually is really what we're about. And it's a growth phase, right? Of, of the cycle of hair. And then on the 11 side of it, it was one for us that was my wife and I standing as two people together it's a benchmark, right? And That's separately, so if we so weren't good. aware, man, I mean, because you you understand it. The if the one of the most challenging things I think about, you know, couples working together, um, is that you have to figure out not only each other, but as you're gonna grow and as the business grows. I mean, I'm not the leader today that I was in the beginning, right? I'm such a different version, things that I think are important today versus what I used to. I sometimes even think, and I joke around with, with our team, we've had, we've had some people that have been with us almost since the beginning, and I'm thankful because they saw my growth as well. And we'll literally laugh about things like, man, do you remember when I used to be so particular about this one thing because I thought that it was important and then it, not understanding like what that caused? And then as a leader to really get to a space of, okay, let's elevate because then I don't have to have such a harsh reaction when the expectation isn't met. Yeah. Right? Do you have an example of something oh, like that? Um, so the the first one that I'm going to, and I, I'm going to ask for permission after this and then beg for forgiveness if she isn't cool to it. Um, but there's a, a young lady on our team that has served me some incredible lessons. Her name's Olivia. And I remember one day she uh, had a, we, we'd like people to be in the building 11 minutes before the, the start of their first client. And the reason the reason is for so many reasons, but one of them is it lets us know if we need to start making phone calls or if there's something that we need to do in concern, right? So like we're able to respond versus react, right? And on one day she uh, had, she was running late and didn't communicate through at the time. That was the, the process. And she had gotten to work and her first client was her mom. And I literally said, you have to go home. Unfortunately, you, you weren't on time today. And her mom was in the building at the time. And I literally, I, I sent her home. My ego, my ego in the situation was showing up because I wanted to be right about how important punctuality was. And not to understand the biggest thing was let people have schedule freedom and don't make people feel afraid when they have a morning that doesn't go to plan. So the reason I bring that story up was uh, there was a situation that had happened um, somewhat, I want to say it was near holiday. And I literally laughed with her. I was like, do you remember that time? And it was probably near, it was right around quarter four when I had sent her home this, this day way back in the past. And I just said, "Is like, do you remember when I did that and how bad of a decision it was? And for me, how I was showing up in ego and what type of person I was to make you go home when your mom was your client, like one of the most important clients that you have. And we laugh about that still to this day. Um, but you got, you got to let go of some of those things as the business changes and as you evolve. What are some things you do to grow yourself? Great question. I think the the first one for me is I'm a big a big person on trying to hack time. So for me, every single day um, when I work out in the morning, I always have something on. Um, and I, humans actually always shouldn't say always because we don't always do anything, right? Um, but I try and do it at a high level of consistency. And the reason I do that in the morning of the day is because I find that if I'm wrestling with something from the day before yet, it may give me different perspective or clarity to it. Um, and also I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that you create momentum in the beginning of the day. So it's, it's something that I do as consistently as possible. 
but the other part of it that I would say is the double-edged sword with personal development. It gets to a place that the cup gets full and you got to drink. And I think the, the part within leadership is you have to actually put some of these things into action. So at some stages of it, you know, if it's a man, I know I should be doing that. And if you're not, you have work to do right there. Don't go forward, figure that thing out. Because likely as you figure that thing out, you're going to be a different person on the other end. So that next thing that you're going to jump into is likely going to be different, right? Because you've transcended that. That's really great. I'm always, I'm always asking this question. What, do you, what are you doing in your company that might be unique? So I think the place I would want to start with that was the so many beautiful lessons that the pandemic had blessed us with. And I think the biggest one was for me, there was this thing that started to happen on reopening and there was so many things going on within the industry and we saw a lot of movement. And one of the things that I had thought about through that time that we were shut down was the services and the things that we did out of care for our team, right? And, you know, calls, check-ins, you know, whatever that may look like. And it made me think about what is the actual purpose of a salon? And, and you know, specifically for us, you know, we are a commission salon and uh, we believe in that togetherness model, right? We believe that everyone wins in that model because everyone shows up per what they want to get out of it, right? And the the thing that came to our mind was, Antigen is actually, it is a salon outwardly, right? But to our team and to our artists, Antigen is actually a service to them. And that's when we got curious of like, okay, cool. How do we make the experience better, right? What would it look like? It would look like great communication, right? It would look like having people that want to actually understand who you are, your wiring. Um, we had gone through and done uh, the Enneagram test with our entire team right? As an example of that. The, the thing though was if we just kept on going back to that question of like, okay, cool. How do we do that as a service better with our team? What does that look like? I want to shout you out because yesterday, even going through and watching some of the things that, that you have automated for your company, that was inspiring to me. Because again, and the reason genuinely when I was watching you do it, I wasn't excited about whatever positive it was going to bring me from a workflow standpoint. I was excited because it looked easy for someone to use, right? And that's for me, I was like, that's a win because if it's a win for them and not that it's them versus me or anything like that, but if collectively, if that's where my focus is to try and make the experience better and we're always doing that, that's what the salon does, right? And I think that as an example, culture is like the, what is that saying about sharpening the saw, right? Culture is something that is never done. Like you don't, you know, like, all right, man, we're, we'll talk about that thing next year. That yeah. thing's good for now. It we doesn't, it, it doesn't it. work like that, right? No. It's daily maintenance, but having, having that focus in the care to think about how can Antigen actually service our team better and what can we do? That was what I think really, really helped us turn Antigen into the version that it is today. We have a lot of salon owners, managers, leaders listen to this podcast what is what are some advice you would give them after you've been doing this when you guys you celebrate 10 years what next year yeah as as antigen's first version yeah we we celebrate oh in 7 days we celebrate wow. our 10 years so congratulations well, uh, yeah uh, it's it's kind of unreal <laughs> but you've been doing this for 9 years almost 10 years um what's some advice you would give salon owners that might be stuck in a a, a rut or you know, what would some advice you would give them? 
You know, I think I think the biggest thing is learn to communicate, right? The the thing that one of the things I've noticed within this industry is there is somewhat of a, a protection of like when someone learns something, right? And the my thought to this has always been kind of interesting because if we are that way, we're not actually helping the future, right? And I really believe that for a person right now, if you're in a hard spot, it begins with self-regulation. Start having a conversation, right? Some of our ideas, you may be justified. The other part of it is you may be on rung seven of the ladder of assumption and you're so far away from what is reality. And sometimes you need that other person just be like, hey, okay, I'm hearing that the building is on fire. I'm looking at it and it's good. So there's clearly something going on here. Let's walk yeah. through this. What's going on? And I think for owners, you know, there's there's this feeling of, uh, you know, it's all on you. And, you know, there's there's such this massive pressure and it's right to have that, I think. However, though, you can understand that anytime that you're in a challenge, if you learn to communicate, my sense is anyone is going to even be able to give you somewhat of a, okay, you seem heated. Okay, I'm heated about this. And if that's the thing I take away from it, and I'm able to say, you know, let's say it's a situation with me and you. Hey, you know what? I realized, Evan, I'm heated about something. And if that was all the win that I was able to communicate to you to let you know, I'm now moving in a direction of a conversation, right? right. Yeah. I'm now hedging in something that looks like better than what I'm sitting in right now. Right. Um, another one that I would say for <laughs> anyone in the industry actually today is there's so much information going out right now. And the biggest thing that I would say is I like to understand how you got there. And I like to know data and I like to understand experience. And some of the things I think that are going on right now, you make a, you make a business change or a change to your organization. And if you don't think that through, in my opinion, collectively, maybe with your team or who it's going to impact, my sense is it may be just like that hair color where you do work and you don't think about what it's going to be like to maintain that in the future. It looks beautiful when right. you're done. Yeah. But when, you know, six weeks down the road, when some of these things start to quantify and you realize like, okay, man, this, this decision was not thought through. Right. And I think that in some of those areas, you know, look at, look at advice today and get curious on who you're hearing it from and do ask those courageous questions. Challenge it. You learn more. Yes, I completely agree. All right, some rapid fire questions. A band or artist that you could see, they could be dead or alive. Who would you like to see live? I don't even have to think about that one, Brandon Boyd. And I I don't even know if it would need to be him performing. I would just like to tell him how thankful creatively I've got to watch his progression as an artist through my life. So I don't even know if I need to hear his music. I would just like to let him know how big of an impact his music his music has had on me. All right, I'm going out on the limb. Who I don't know who Brandon Boyd is. So Brandon Boyd is the lead for uh, Incubus. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. I should have known that. Yeah. Um, I, was <laughs> yeah a, I mean, it's all good, man. I was a huge Incubus, yeah. Incubus fan back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I felt like my street cred just went down with you. <laughs> I was like, do I just act like I know what he's talking hey, about? See, no, like that's the most courageous thing because honestly, like <laughs> it was in your past, right? Yeah. I love what yeah. you did there. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, man. Or one of your favorite movies. I know that's a hard one. Okay. So the again, the first one that comes to mind, um, I had the pleasure of meeting Wayne Dyer 
before he passed at this movie's premiere. Um, and it was uh, Ambition to Meaning. And the, the thing that it taught me was allowance. Everything through that movie was the art of allowance. The, my takeaway was um, he did a beautiful job storytelling just about every life type situation um, of what allowance could look like. And I think as a leader, that's another thing, you know, it's this odd balance of, you know, you want, you don't want the thing to start on fire. I know I reference that a lot. Um, but also though, you want to make someone aware of what smoke looks like. Cause like when there's smoke, there's fire. And if we understand it at that point of it, um, the, the experience that we have on the after side of it is so much better. And that movie had so many beautiful lessons that came to me and, uh, yeah, rest in peace also to, to Wayne. He's such an incredible human. I've never seen any of those movies, but I'm going to put them on my list. So, hey, man, it was, this is what I love about you is you, you heard me on Daniel's podcast, right? Daniel Mason Jones podcast. You messaged me and said, hey, man, I'd love to connect. Yeah. <laughs> and when you did that, I was like, holy crap, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I see someone, I'm like, hey, can we connect? And connecting now is so easy. We got on Zoom. And you've got a stunning salon and you gave me a tour uh, through Zoom. And here we are, what, probably a year later? Yeah. I mean, it's probably been a year uh, in person. So, hey, man, you're one of those people I just instantly connected with. You know, like there's people you're like, oh, this guy's cool. Yeah, they're cool. And over time, but you, I was like instantly like, these are my people. <laughs> I love that you said that yesterday when when your wife got there. And it was so interesting because it's we do, we do shadows before we bring anyone onto the team. And the reason that we do that is we want to try and make sure that culturally it's a fit. And one of the things that we, I always will go up and my wife and I will say, um, after one of those, it's yes, they are our people. Right. And it's just, it's, it's not anything. If you're not our people, it's just, I'm in the space of awareness to know that it seemingly will be very easy for us to work together. Right. And that's always setting things up for success in that way. And I love that you mentioned uh, Daniel. I wouldn't feel that I served uh, him powerfully if I wouldn't have said thank you to Daniel for connecting us because uh, he showed up so strong and has shown up so strong as a mentor for us. And creating this relationship is just another amazing result of knowing him as a human. Yep. Networking, knowing people, pouring into others. That's really <laughs> how we got here um, sitting down. So it, was, it felt really good to do like an in-person podcast. 100%. It is really hard to do them over, you know, Zoom, but doing it in person, it was well worth bringing the recording year out here. You know, I love that you said that. That's what I wanted to celebrate you for. You, I mean, this wasn't planned and it was mm -hmm. just something that like, hey, if I have this and there's an opportunity and that's a seize the day type situation, right? Yeah, you don't, you, you never know who you're going to run into, 100%, especially in Vegas. <laughs> 100%. And, and honestly, also, you know, for everyone out there, I think that one of the things that there's a misconception of production on the back end of things, and literally we're sitting in a room that Lonza was gracious enough to give us so that we wouldn't be interrupted. So I also wanted to shout them out. And I mean, man, we're doing this right now and it's done in a way that is high end. Yeah. You I, made that happen. Yeah. I can't say enough great things about Lonza. Like they, they've shown out the past two days with this event. It, it's been amazing. Uh, everyone's, everyone's been so humble, um, so gracious, so inviting, so friendly. And 
from the top down. It's been really, really great. So shout out to Lonza. You're not, we're not sponsored, but we could be. <laughs> We could be in the future. We absolutely could. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for being on uh, Touch the Line podcast. Appreciate Pleasure. it. Pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Touch the Line podcast. Connect with me on social media and my website by searching evansilver.co. That's evansilver.co. If this episode impacted you, please leave a review and share it on all social media. Thanks for tuning in.